VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Everyone and welcome to Positive Living, and I am Patricia Raskin, and it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week because what we do on Positive Living is we bring you amazing guests that help you turn your challenges into solutions, your opportunities, your obstacles into opportunities, and and help you to make your dreams come true, help you look at new opportunities, and they're always there. We always look at the silver lining in whatever is being presented to us. I have on a fabulous guest today who I've known for many years who does all of that and more. His name is Armand Hewitt de Grenier, and he is a psychotherapist with advanced degrees in counseling and for the past 30 years has been working as a ceremonial master and working with shamanic spiritual practices. And he studied with... Um, and we're going to Michael talk about Harner. that with Michael Harner and Sandra Harner, who really developed shamanism. Welcome, Armand. Well, it's great to be here, Patricia, and uh, yes. thank you for inviting me, and hello to all the guests who are listening. Yes. <laughs> and did I say that correctly? It's Michael and Sandra Harner. That's right. That's right. In fact, I did study with both Sandra and Michael many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. I was one of the uh, one of the early students who uh, caught the uh, caught the wind, caught the wave of uh, the sound of the uh, of the drum, the sound of the heartbeat of uh, the great mother. And uh, well, at one point, uh, I thought that I had really lost it uh, completely because the power of uh, the power of that uh, practice was so intense. Uh, um, then I thought I had really lost my mind, and in a way, I did lose my mind, and what I did was find my heart. And, uh, well, let's talk about that. What really, what is shamanism? I mean, it, some people think of it as drumming. Some people think of it as, you know, witchcraft, sorcery. Some people think of it as, of it as power animals. Some people think of it as prayer. What is it, Armand? Shamanism is a very ancient method that allows human beings to get in touch with, in contact with, what we might call inner spirit, um, inner and outer spirit. And what I mean by that is um, information, um, access to other realms of awareness, uh, that we're all capable, we're all born naturally uh, available to us, but in the contemporary world, uh, we've become so totally materialistically outer-oriented that we forget that there's another entire side, uh, just that there's no such thing as a one-sided coin. There isn't just an outer world. There's also an inner world, and there's a world beyond what we imagine, what we see uh, in the the ordinary way of looking at the world. Michael introduced the concepts of uh, ordinary reality and non-ordinary reality as a very simple way of uh, making the distinction. Um, and so it's a practice for accessing information, accessing guidance, accessing um, um, pathways 
to what we would, I suppose, now consider higher states of consciousness, alternate states of So consciousness. the question is, does that come... Does that come from a place within us, or are we actually getting information from another source? <laughs> That's a very, very good question, because it, it, for me, it's a moot question. And what I mean by that, uh, not disrespectfully, what I mean by that is that whether I'm imagining it from within or experience something that is beyond my ordinary consciousness, the fact of the matter is that I am aware of something. And that's something within the context of shamanism is uh, a way of seeing deeply. Uh, another word for shaman might be a seer. Uh, another word for shaman might be uh, someone, well, as you introduced me, a ceremonial leader, um, a guide, uh, a spiritual guide, a psychological guide, um, a tribal guide or a family guide, a neighborhood mm-hmm. guide. It's someone that I don't call myself a shaman, but uh, because I've been practicing these uh, ways for a number of years now, people have uh, gifted me, I guess is a way of saying it, uh, with that, with that uh, honorific, and uh, um, I'm, I'm humbly welcoming it. Uh, but um, they, they, a shaman, a, sh- a person who um, accesses these non-ordinary realities is either, ch- there are a number of ways that someone could become a practicing shaman. Typically in the aboriginal world, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's an elder who is already a shaman, uh, who chooses the apprentice in other ways and through a big dream, Certainly the people down in Australia, the Aboriginal people from Australia, uh, access their their spirit guides uh, through big dreams. Um, other traditions, uh, there's a tremendous effort made. Um, someone might be sick, very ill, mm-hmm. and heal themselves through spirit contact, and that would make that person right. recognize. Now, when you say spirit contact, uh, the first mm-hmm. thing that I think of, and then I think... I think of, of Native American spirits. I think of, you know, when the Native Americans would pray, and would pray to the spirits of the sky or animals or plants yes. or whatever, spirits. Yes. Is, is that what we're talking about? Well, in a way, that's what we're talking about, because as in the Native tradition, of certainly not, well, the Native tradition evolved. We have to remember, Patricia, that we're all Aboriginal from somewhere. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really, really touched me deeply in the past many years was the question that always arose in my mind, why was this so easy for me? Why was this so natural? Why was it once I said, once I acknowledged, yes, I'm going to follow this path and I'm not going to look back, I'm just going to go and find out what it's all about, why did it all come so easily? And what I discovered um, both through gene- uh, genealogy research, but also through DNA research, I discovered that my great ancestors were talking now after the last ice age in the 10,000 10, years ago, that my ancestors were the ones who painted the caves in the Dordogne region. Mm. And how are you able to trace that? Well, through DNA research. Now, as you know, in the last five, six years or so, DNA research is, uh, DNA genealogical research has become a major, major, major effort. And, uh, um, and, 
after I went to France tracing my ancestral roots, my, my, my physiological ancestral roots, I found that uh, my mother was from, uh, uh, in, in, from a, a little village called Le Lude, south of Paris, and that was sort of like in that neck of the woods begins the Dordogne region going southwest towards the Pyrenees. I've always lived, as you know, Patricia, I've always lived uh, on the shoreline right yes. by yes. near the ocean where the ocean mm-hmm. and the marshes meet. Mm-hmm. Well, bingo, through DNA research, uh, a little uh, now a big city called Perpignan, uh, in southern France is where uh, my ancestors, my matrilineal ancestors, were from. So you're carrying down, you're handing down the tradition here. But I, I, I nailed my, I nailed that tradition. It, <laughs> it, it made so much sense to me. Right. And when we went to uh, Fond de Gome, which is one of the caves that's still open to the public, uh, uh, I just melted. I just absolutely uh, had oh. a complete meltdown of. Mm. Uh, Aligning with all of my ancestors yeah. in in that in that tradition of shamanism in that tradition of prayer. All right, I got a practical question for you out yeah. of all of this, Armand. Yeah. When you look at the tradition of shamanism, if if we, the average person, now what I mean is in everyday life as we're going through our tasks, mm-hmm. we start facing some difficult situations. And of mm-hmm. course, I'll name, I'll name several that are typical. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have health problems, we may have financial problems, we may have lost somebody special in our life, mm-hmm. we may have had an accident or something unexpected that's mm-hmm. very shocking. Mm-hmm. The question is, how can we use this practice in, you know, in the 21st century? How can we use mm-hmm. it in the hearing? now to help us well a, a, a preface to this response would be quote some of the healthiest people I know are very ill mm. unquote mm-hmm. um, the the idea of illness the idea of accident the idea of distress is very real there's no question about it that we all, uh, I don't know anybody that's ever been alive who has not had some distress, some stresses of various kinds. Uh, certainly in the 21st century, um, our issues are, are becoming much more shamanically global, meaning that we're now seriously concerned about our uh, the, the sources, let's say, of the potential sources of our illnesses and distresses, which is in the environment. We're seeing our air, our water. Uh, we're seeing, um, you know, chemical in, infusions into our bodies, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. So, so looking at all of these distresses, um, as the Buddhists, uh, which I also consider Buddhism to be in the Bund, because the Buddhist tradition is based on the Bund tradition uh, and the Hindu tradition, and those Aboriginal traditions uh, look at what happens to us as both real and unreal at the very, very same time. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, yes, we can be very ill, that the body, uh, there is suffering in the world. There's no question about that. There's a trauma in the world. There's mm-hmm. disappointment in the world. And within the context, the broadest sense of shamanism now, we look at those distresses as opportunities. You, in your introduction, you made that very, very, very clear. So how is this of assistance to me? As, as, as we all know, um, um, as a psychotherapist, I've been involved in um, 
in, in, in assisting people who have had some of the major diseases and distresses of the 20th, 20th century uh, in, let's say, AIDS, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember many times asking someone who was, you know, on their way out. There was no question about it. So how do you feel about all of this, you know, in these last five, six months, ten months, year, uh, in those early days, they were very, it was very short. Um, and, and every one of them would say to me, you know, there's something about having to, having to face my mortality, having to face all of the expectations and, and hopes that I had, I discovered that I wasn't really living the life, or as John Lennon say, life is what happens to us when we're busy making other plans. All of a sudden, we become totally aware that there's a, there's an upside. It doesn't deny or 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 demean or depreciate the fact that it's traumatic and scary and. Mm-hmm. and but within the context of what I'm calling a sort of universal shamanism here, uh, there's a way of looking at that and saying, well, what is this giving me the opportunity to perceive? What All is right. it giving me the opportunity to consider All right, about we're going to have life? to take a break on that note. Well, right. Okay. I mean, what is, what's the upside of it is what you're saying. That's My guest is Armand Hewitt de Grenier. He's a psychotherapist, and we're talking about his work practicing shamanistic spiritual practices and you can certainly call us after the break and the number is 866-472-5788 you're listening to Positive Living I'm Patricia Raskin stay tuned we'll be right back your voice counts call toll free 1-866-472-5787 1-866-472-5787 voiceamerica.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, 
and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. And we have a great guest for you today. My guest is Armand Hewitt-Grenier, who is from Canada's east coast province of Nova Scotia. And he's an experienced shaman, ceremonial master, counselor and teacher, and psychotherapist with advanced degrees in counseling, and has been doing this work for over 30 years. And we're talking today about what shamanism is, what the practice is, and how can it help us in our everyday life. Welcome back, Armand. Thank you. You know, this is such a, an, an old and ancient practice, and you were talking before the break about how, you know, at the end of someone's life, when they, in a sense, do a life review, they're looking at what they've learned, but they're also looking at what is the gift in passing over. And you know, we don't always see this, but you're right. saying that, that there are many people that are really looking at this at the very end, and so that it is all part of life. And so um, shamanism then is covers all worlds and all dimensions, yes? Well, it, it covers the realization that we don't have to wait. In fact, uh, that's one of the practices that I enjoy working with people in, is that we don't have to wait till we've either been diagnosed uh, with a terminal illness or that we're in our later years. The fact of the matter is, is that every day, every moment, we are, in fact, uh, very, very mortal. Most of the time, we don't pay much attention to that fact. And therefore, the insights and visions that might come with that awareness, it's, it's as if we are living while being asleep. And shamanism and many other shamanic practices in many of the other traditions um, in, um, have, have as a goal, as a task, to awaken to bring to full consciousness, here I am, this is what's happening, I'm not going to live forever, and what are the sources uh, and um, uh, of the illness, uh, sources of the, sa- of the um, uh, you might say, of the, um, the sources of the pain and suffering. What are, what are the sources of my pain and suffering, and what can I do about that? Because many of the teachers, including some teachers right from from the Amazon, um, are reminding us almost on a daily basis that yes, there are some, there is suffering in the world. There's no question about it. But we can access the other side of the coin. There's no such thing as a single-sided coin. And mm-hmm. so with every suffering, there's an awakening. And with every dream, there's a life that's uh, in full, full glory, as it were. Uh, part of my work, uh, when people ask me to do ceremonies, for example, uh, from uh, baby naming ceremonies, from being invited, for example, into the hospital uh, to do drumming or rattling or offering a little bit of incense, uh, a little sage, uh, during a delivery, I've been very, very fortunate to uh, be welcomed by the medical people also, as well as the, the mother and the families. Mm-hmm. 
uh, wedding ceremonies and death ceremonies, transition ceremonies for people whose relationships are no longer viable or functional. Well, okay, there was a honeymoon to begin a relationship, and maybe there's an opportunity for a ceremony at the end of that relationship. And the effect of that kind of ceremony is an honoring, a respectfulness, mm-hmm. uh, that all life is an unfolding um, and we and we can continue that with many many traditions. Uh, so I, I think, um, and I, I want to ask you about the drumming and some of the things mm-hmm. that you do when you take people mm-hmm. on a journey. Mm-hmm. But again, if somebody is new to, to shamanism mm-hmm. and they want to use a practice mm-hmm. to help them go through a life crisis, mm-hmm. what would you suggest? Well, I would I would suggest that, that they find uh, a guide, a teacher, uh, an aide, a helper, someone that they can trust, someone who could sit and listen to them speak about verbally, uh, out loud, uh, with someone else um, to speak about. It could be a dear friend. It's usually not a family member because there's too much intertwining Mm -hmm. going on, too many traps there, but to find somebody that they truly trust, and it could be a family member, um, to be able to verbally express, to share every aspect, almost like Freud would say uh, and Jung would say, uh, you know, like in free associating, in just allowing every thought, every feeling, every um, uh, sensing that somebody would have about their particular situation, and they will tap into what we know to be, in some words, uh, the super consciousness. They would tap into the great imagination. They would tap into a self-healing process. We now know, um, to make a big jump here, we now know that something that the shamans have known for years, that the brain is a very plastic, self-healing organ, and that there is information that comes to the brain from the senses. We know that pretty well. But all of a sudden, if we allow ourselves to be just open to the possibility People have called these angels, they've called them spirit guides, they've called them the ancestors, they've called them the immortals, uh, the Taoists, for example, refer to those beings who have gone before us, our ancestors who are living in a, in a celestial world. Mm-hmm. If we can, want to, we can access that information, whether it comes directly through our DNA, which is where... If we look at it in a material way, it all comes in from it's all everything that's ever happened in the planet, everything that's ever happened in the universe since the Big Bang or since God said "Let there be" uh, is coded in our DNA, mm-hmm. and it's accessible to us. So we so don't what get you're saying, what you're saying, that I'm, I'm going to translate yeah. what you've said, is that find somebody who can, in a sense, help you. Uncover that or bring that out. By just listening, by just listening, Mm -hmm. they don't have to. They don't have to be active in the process. They can just. The the best thing that a helper or a listener could do would be to just say, "And what do you mean by that?" That would be a great question. uh, Now, Armand, when you do the drumming, does the drumming help people get into that? 
deeper space. Is that what the drumming does, kind of bring you to a higher level of consciousness? Well, what happens in the drumming is a repetitive percussive sound that enters the human consciousness appears quite uh, evidently, once you get into it, appears to um, allow the human consciousness to access a, quote, higher level of awareness. There is an altered state of consciousness that occurs in the presence of percussive, repetitive sound. Mm-hmm. Almost like the Mozart effect in a way. Pardon when again? Are, almost like the Mozart effect when people are healed yeah. by the classical Mozart yes, music. Yes, 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 I'm willing to accept. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, a good hypnotherapist, uh, I'm, the, I'm the president of the uh, Canadian Federation of Clinical Hypnosis, the uh, Atlantic Division here in in uh, the east coast of Canada, as you said. Uh, and a good hypnotherapist will use his voice very clearly, repetitively, will bring up certain rhythmic patterns, which, in fact, are heard by the consciousness of the uh, the client, the patient, uh, to allow them to access their own hypnagogic state. Yes. For example, all, hyp- all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So we have individually the capacity. Now we can use external cues, whether it's a drum, a rattle, the sense, the scent of uh, sage, burning sage, for example, or the scent of some of the Hindu... I just want to ask something on something you said, because I thought it was interesting. You said, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Yes. So that that would make me feel that maybe some of the reason that when we go to a therapist or we work with someone, any professional, and they don't resonate for us or we're not getting what we need... It may be because we're not allowing ourselves, because we don't resonate, to then help ourselves in terms of the self-hypnosis. That's one, po- that's one possibility. The other possibility is that there is, there's not a match. Okay. Okay. If there's no match, then there's not going to be an openness, a receptivity to the, if we're using hypnosis as a, as a particular model here, there'll be no match, there'll be no resonance, uh, is a better word even. Um, and if there's no resonance, well, it's, you know, we might as well go look for somebody else because mm-hmm. we're going to take, because, the, you know. Well, that's, that's encouraging for people who aren't resonating and what you would say is go find somebody you do resonate with. Oh, absolutely, with. absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, frankly, you know the minute you walk in the door. (laughs) true, true. You know, there's something that you wrote here that I want to read about shamanism, and we only have actually two minutes left, but let me me kind of uh, round out the segment with this. You you say, um, shamanism is a way of going deep within. There are ways of being that are very, very powerful, and that can change things. It's really new, and, and what we do is we look at what's already there. And then what we what you talk about is that shamanic practice involves learning how to travel into another realm that is present in the same time and space as ordinary reality, right. but we're not usually in touch with it. And it involves going to a mild trance and almost like a lucid dream. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We, we, we suspend our total focus on the external known world mm-hmm. and we access a non-ordinary reality, mm-hmm. uh, which in fact is uh, benign, is kind, is incapable of deceit. Mm. Mm. All right. 
let's take a break on that note. Okay. My guest today is Armand Hewitt de Grenier, and he is a psychotherapist and counselor and healer, and he also is a ceremonial master of shamanic practices and has been doing this work for over 30 years. And we're talking today about what is shamanism. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what happens in a journey and what about power animals and what do power animals teach us. So you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. There's much more. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. Radio to thrive by. News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Talking to a ceremonial master who has worked with shamanistic practices for over 30 years. His name is Armand Hewitt de Grenier. He's 
from Canada, and he is a counselor and teacher and psychotherapist. And on a personal note, I've known Armand many years, and he's extremely gifted. And I really wanted to share what shamanism is because it's quite powerful. And Armand, welcome back. Thank you. I want you to talk about what happens in a journey when someone goes on a journey, and particularly this whole concept that we read about in shamanism of the power animal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, you know, what does that mean and what does the, how do we find that power animal right. and what does it teach us? What, that's, what the the, guide? that's the first, that's the first task. The first task uh, in exploring the, people come to shamanism uh, in three or four different ways. One, they're curious someone who just wants to know something about it. Then there's someone who comes to the group or to the individual person who has been recognized in some way um, as a shaman, as a healer. So they come for specific uh, transformations, specific healings and so forth. Then there's someone who is curious from... uh, well, I've had some experiences, and I can't quite understand what they're about. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's somebody who might come in who is looking, in fact, to study shamanism, how to become a shaman. And there are numbers of ways. My, my path, of course, was being introduced uh, to the methods uh, through Michael Harner, and I give him full credit for uh, introducing me to the sound of the drum and the potential of the drum. Uh, and, um, so how do people access? Do they, when you drum, do they go into a trance? Yes, so typically someone would come into, uh, let's say, an individual session or a group asking to, um, for some insightfulness into their predicament, their life predicament, or uh, curious about a life change that they may be thinking about. So the first thing we would do is to get some clarity about what would be a question if you were to be a, if you were to ask an all-knowing being um, a particular question that that being would be able to respond to you very clearly and very precisely what would that question be and then so we work on the question for a bit and like what is it that they would like to know then uh, I introduce the method which is essentially would be either lying down on the couch or on the floor depending on the, the situation and um, and with their eyes closed uh, then I would begin a very very gentle soft drumming the repetitive percussion sound of the drum then allows the person uh, with a little bit of instruction to, the, to Let's, let's say access a non-ordinary reality, uh, let's say uh, either climbing a ladder or going down a tunnel, and, but the intention in this case would be to reclaim power, to reclaim a lost sense of wholeness, a lost mm-hmm. sense of wellness, and that is going to manifest in an image of some kind of critter, I call it. It's typically an animal uh, because that's the tradition that I learned, but it could be um, an angel. It could be, that would probably be an upper world journey. Um, and anyway, so the person just uses their imagination. Mm. And they go on a journey. They go on in, in, in they're looking for an animal. They're looking for a critter that they would like to speak to that would be a representation uh, of having regained power, 
And so they literally uh, would start telling out loud, in some cases, if it's on an individual basis, they would be speaking their journey out loud while I was drumming softly. Mm-hmm. And they would uh, meet an animal. Typically, you would see it three times before you would then say to that Interesting. imagined being, you would say, are you my power animal? And if you get a good sensation, a good feeling, that's very likely a yes. And if you don't, well, no, then you have to keep looking. And then once you've accessed that and you're clear that you now have met a being that has said to you, I am your power animal, then you say, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for keeping me alive and well and healthy all these years. And could you please answer this question for me? Now, in again, we're in this imaginative state. You might call it a hypnotic state. It's certainly an altered state of consciousness because it's not your typical everyday way of thinking, and it's not wishful thinking. The distinction between wishful thinking and our true journey is the true journey is a big surprise. Mm-hmm. A wishful thinking, well, of course, this is what I was hoping I say. for. So the reason that you know it's working is because consciously you wouldn't have thought of this. It's not coming from that sort that's of... Right. That's right, that's right, that's right. It's kind of a, it's a, the way I like to call it, it's, it's a sweet surprise. It's yes. something that you would never have thought about before. Now, how, mm-hmm. does an, how does a power animal respond? A power animal in the tradition that I have evolved in over the years, and I take full responsibility for the way that it's come to me, um, is that the power animal could speak to you, could just tell you something, could, could answer your question with words. It could telecommunicate to you, which means that it wouldn't be speaking to you, but you would just understand what it was telling you. Yes. Or, and this is a lot of fun, it would take you somewhere and show you something. Mm-hmm. In showing you something, then we get into kind of a metaphoric response. It's a lot deeper, it's a lot fuller, it's a lot more exciting. It, uh, it, the, 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 you, your imagination, the, in your imagination, the power animal would take you somewhere and show you something. All right, and now that I would to, be the answer to your question. Well, I, and you know, the more you talk, the more I'm compelled to tell a personal story, which I often don't. But I must tell the audience that my symbol on, on everything on my website is the bumblebee. Okay. And I gained that from a shamanic jury that I did with a very special teacher by the name of Armand Hewitt de Grenier. <laughs> and about 10 years ago, I went to Canada, and I, I actually sat in a drumming session and did exactly as you were describing. This mm-hmm. bee came out of nowhere. I went mm-hmm. down the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to the bee, a bee? This <laughs> <laughs> thing, what? And then it came to me later how perfect this was because what I really do is I pollinate through the airways, I, I focus, I'm very focused, and then I move to the next flower, which is what I do with my guests. I draw out the nectar from the guest, mm-hmm. and I spread it. And then if you, if you watch Jerry Seinfeld's bee movie, without the bee, we would have a dark world. 
because they bring life, they bring color, they bring, they pollinate, and so that's how we have flowers. So it, it was a very empowering, wonderful piece for me. Mm. I don't think about the stinger with the bee. I think mm. about the pollination and the honey and the sweetness. But that came from that one journey that I did in your group. Mm. And I'll tell you, that has been a tremendous guide to me, Armand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful story. And, uh, and, and even if we did nothing else, even as listeners are listening to this and hearing this, that they probably already know what their power animal is. It's really? very likely that if I were to sit with somebody and say, okay, now come on, if there was a critter that was really, really, that you thought was really something very special, had particular powers, had particular sense of things, uh, what would that be? And most people will come up with something. And then I would probably ask, well, if that being were to speak to you and to tell you something about you, your core being, what would it say to you? And a lot of people have a hard time with that because it sort of like requires a little bit of kind of dissociation, you might say, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you got to get into another frame of reference, sort of looking at yourself in the mirror as it were. Well, Armand, could you also, you know, think about yourself, think about, I don't know, a plant or a flower or an animal mm-hmm. that kind of resonates with you and then maybe read about it and see... Absolutely. Absolutely. Very often uh, when people uh, reclaim their power animals, and again, the power animal here is a particular tradition, um, but, you know, in other spiritual traditions it might be an angel, it might be a saint, it might be a mm-hmm. holy person, etc., etc. Um, but most traditions, even I think almost all traditions, spiritual traditions that I know, have some references, metaphoric references to animals. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a... I don't and we can also have more than one, is that correct? Yes, that's true. Well, the people on the West Coast, for example, uh, the Haida people, uh, the people who make the totem poles, of course, they every one of those animals is, is in some way a power animal. It could be the power animal for an individual, could be the power animal for a small family, it could be a power animal for the neighborhood, it could be a power animal for the tribe, and it might be a power animal for the chief or or the chief's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you can have more than one. Um, certainly mm-hmm. in the in the in the Hindu tradition, um, the chakras, for example, are also can also be identified uh, through animal forms, mm-hmm. and uh, so that you can have seven. In. Right. Well, we just we just have a couple minutes left. So if we can do this for in about a minute or two, yes. What would you like to say to our listeners if right now? If they are going through something that's very difficult to bear, what's the first thing you would tell them, Armand? I would probably say thank you for sharing that you um, are going through something really uh, because um, it's really, really tough to go through um, stress and distress and dis-ease alone. And thank you for sharing um, that situation and let's just sit together with it. Let's just sit together with whatever comes up. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, um, in the ancient Taoist tradition that says do absolutely nothing and accomplish everything. Really? And so well, I would just sit beautiful. with the person. And if somebody's listening, just sit. You could even use a mirror. Look in the mirror and just 
tell that mirror image something that maybe you haven't told anybody for a long time and how you right. may be scared or worried or and and then let let something arise within your own consciousness it's already there the solution the ease the 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 um okay sense of peace is already there. All right. Beautifully said. My guest is Armand Hewitt-Degrenier, who is a psychotherapist. He's a spiritual counselor and teacher, and he practices shamanic spirituality and many shamanic practices and is a ceremonial master for shamanism. Um, folks, you certainly can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, 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 there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. All Things Music with composer and songwriter Tara Tucker brings to the Voice America channel music genres not typically heard on your FM radio dial. World music, folk, indie, classical, religious, early medieval. What you won't hear is top 40, rap, or rock, or celebrity news from the streets, or the tabloids of Hollywood. Each week, Tara will showcase a different musical style, the musicians who perform it, the history behind it, and she promises to broaden your musical horizons. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific to All Things Music with Tara Tucker on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a very special guest today. I've known him for many years. His name is Armand Hewitt de Grenier from Canada. And Armand is a spiritual counselor, teacher, healer, psychotherapist, and a ceremonial master specializing in shamanistic practices for many different parts of shamanism. And I'm very happy to have you on today, Armand. Thanks for being here again. Uh, thank you. You know, I think where I'd like to go now is that there is so much going on in our world today. I mean, in terms of, I know you're in Canada and now the, not in the U.S., but our economy, um, there's a lot in terms of illness, 
uh, certainly with with our health. Uh, the divorce rate is probably 60% now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of turmoil. Mm-hmm. And what you've been talking about today is really just getting rid of all that temporarily and looking right. with inside of yourself. Right. It's, 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 it's not getting attached or, or hung up on uh, the pain and suffering that occurs in our lives. It, it's, it's, um, if, if, we, if, we, if we come to appreciate that in addition to all of this chaos and all of this confusion that's simultaneous to all of this downturn in the economy, et cetera, et cetera. This is a big shake-up time, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are predicting now because there's a there's a there's a there's a prophecy um, about the year 2012 um, that comes from the Mayan tradition, um, and there are a lot of people speaking about this is the end of a calendar. This is the yes, end of an yes, age. Yes, yes. We should talk about the Mayan. People are afraid the world's coming to an end. Yeah. Well, it's not. Coming to an end, the, the minds themselves are not particularly uptight about it, and basically they're looking at it as saying, "Well, do you freak out when uh, the the 2007 calendar that you've had hanging on the wall? It's like now 2008. Do you freak out because you've, you're taking that other calendar down? Hmm. Well." So they're looking at it at some level like that, but there's also another side to it that says, "Well, now wait a minute." This calendar, the, the Mayan calendar, has been going on for 5,000 years, mm-hmm. and it is, in that tradition, an end of an era. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that means it's about to begin a new era. And the question is, what is going on right now in your life, individually and collectively, that would be the, the, the other side of the coin? We know about all the chaos. We know about global warming. We know about... Um, food shortages now, and or or the chaos with food. I'm not sure that we have a shortage of food, but there's certainly chaos going on on the planet now. Um, so, what's the other side of that coin? What is the? Yes, that's true. There are some people, even more so now, who are starving because now they can't even afford. Before they maybe didn't even have food. Now they can't afford to get food. Yeah. Well, the issue there, of course, is not about the food. The issue there is about the economics of food. But that's another whole story. So, so what? So when the the 2012 issue, as I see it, and what I've read about it, and what I've talked to people about, is there something going on in addition? And you might say, as a polarity to all the chaos. Mm-hmm. So what is the chaos giving birth to? What is this gestation mm-hmm. period? Mm-hmm. And what uh, do you the, see that it is? Well, I see it's a brand for, for the people that I'm working with, the people that I'm talking to, it's the beginning of a whole new uh, positive spin in the world. It's a mm-hmm. whole new way of dealing with pain and suffering. So you and, see it as the death of the old and the, and the beginning of the new. It's, it, I see it more as a birthing. That the old births the new, just like just like real birthing is like the the. But then you look at that and you say, well, now which comes first, the the baby or the mother? Well, you yeah. can't have a baby unless there is a mother, but you can't be a mother unless there's a baby, and so simultaneous. The Buddhists have a great word about this. They call it interdependent arising. 
simultaneous interdependent arising. You can't have only one side to a coin. So yes, it is the end of a 5,000-year era, according to the Mayan calendar, and right this very minute, there's something tremendously wonderful unfolding. And my question, when I gave a talk on this recently, I said, so what is unfolding in your life that is the most magnificent thing that you could possibly ever imagine? And do that, get that moving, tune into that, lean in that direction, so that when 2012, I think it's December 21st, arrives, uh, 2012, the winter solstice up here in the north, um, that, that you can say, now this is the birthing of that new era. There's a lot of evidence in, in, in North America right now that there's a tremendous momentum. People are tired of... You see, and, we, and we, we're just about out of time, Armand, but you yep. see really a very, very positive transformation. That's what you see. It's inevitable. This is very hopeful. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. All the teachers, all the ancient ones, all the ancestors, all the... The word shaman comes from the Yakut language. It's the, 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 uh, the, uh, the Yakut language, the Ural Mountain people. They're the ones who coined that word. The only, there's only one shaman, and that's the people who are the seers of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that tradition, in the, in the tradition of the shamanic tradition, the seer tradition, say, hey, wait a minute, there's always another way of looking at something. Well, another thing that I have always always noticed in working with you, and I hear it today very clearly in the interview, is you don't talk about fear because you don't have fear, and part of that is when you talk about detachment. It's not that you don't love people, it's not that you don't care, but you, you, it's almost like you're in the, you're in the world but not of it. Maybe you can clarify what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think I think we can we can get overwhelmed by fear breeds more fear. Yes. We know that to be so true. Anger breeds more anger. Frustration breeds more frustration. So what is the opposite side of that? What's on the other side of that coin? What is the what is the upside of that awareness? And letting that awareness, okay, okay, so I'm very angry, I'm very frustrated, I'm very confused. Okay, so fine. Now stop, drop that, and what arises all of its own accord, deep within the soul essence, comes forward at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in, in shamanism, in, in Buddhism, in Hinduism, in Islam, in Sufism, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the great, and, and it's conversations like this, uh, as I was saying to you, uh, off air there a few minutes ago, the, uh, the great, uh, Sufi poet, mystic, uh, Rumi, you know, he and his teacher would sit for hours just gazing at one another. <laughs> They All right, Armand, one minute we have left. If yes. you can do it in a minute, yes. closing <laughs> thoughts for our listeners. If they get one thing, what's your message? If you can, if you can just kind of summarize your message about, well, about happiness and about joy and about uh-huh. positive living based uh-huh. on shamanism. Uh-huh. Can you I do it? Say, I would say that it's deep within your own heart. Find, find that facet of your heart crystal 
and bring it forth right at this very minute. Experience yeah, all the listeners, <laughs> how many hundreds and thousands of people are, are listening to this. Just allow for this very moment the fullness of compassionate heart, raw, tender heart to come forth for one second, looking at yourself in the mirror. Befriend yourself and all will become friends. That doesn't oh, mean you have to go to lunch with everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's always You're just welcome. an honor and a pleasure to be with you and to really have been your friend for about 30 years now. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, right. Thank you. It has. It's been wonderful and many more years to come. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to my... thank you and I want to thank all the listeners who uh, were uh, kind enough to sit with us and listen for the past hour. Uh, no, thank you. I wish mom. you all well. Thank you. Stay on the line. Thank you. Okay. My guest today has been Armand de Grenier, and next week we'll have an only positive living show. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.